0: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of behind the visor presented by the inside group i am your host nick mumley got our drivers back with us once again marcel gravel matt smith taylor Hoare, and Camelette looks a little bit sad over there in the top left corner of our screen. We were going to have him lead off the show, but hes uh, I don't think he's much in a talking mood tonight. I'm surprised he even showed up for the Zoom call camp.
1: Yeah, it was questionable. I really questioned it, but
0: we're here. We're Matt's been doing time. it all year long, so there's no reason. I'm not used to, to it as a thing.
2: See, Matt's, Matt's pretty <laughs> used to this. so I, was, I wasn't used to it. <laughs> 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 Gotta start somewhere, bud. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Cam has not had the most fun, uh, over the last, well, week season. Um, <laughs> your season's been going okay. It, it's mean, been a roller coaster. I'll say Thursday that. night was going okay. I was sitting was. there like, Oh, Cam's actually doing good in a long distance race. You know, where he's gonna, he's gonna change the uh, narrative of, uh, how he doesn't show up for these big races. And then all of a sudden, uh things didn't go so well for you
1: i was thinking the same thing i was all excited i was happy with six cruising around i think we were like 70 laps in i was doing good and all of a sudden i wasn't i I don't know exactly what happened i guess ty blew a right front when he was inside me while i was putting him a lap down from what i hear i didn't hear it blow so i'm guessing it just went soft going into turn three and There was no turning, and around I went, so I don't know. I thought I was going to make some ground coming from the rear and started making some ground, but got shot into the wall pretty quickly.
3: What is Taylor dying?
4: I was trying to keep it together. Like Cam's like pouring his soul out and Taylor's like (laughs) laughing up there. Taylor's like, bitch, I didn't wreck the tiger in either of my stars."
1: (laughs) No.
0: Sorry about
1: Cameron. Oh whatever. (laughs) You know, it's the Taylor show. So go ahead, Taylor.
4: What's (laughs) so important? No, I don't know. Cameron, you talk to us, damn it. You keep it going. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I started making ground from the rear, and there was some accordion effect on the inside, and nothing malicious, but Kevin Streeter moved up to try and avoid what was going on on the inside, and I was already there. We hit the wall pretty hard, so, I mean, we got a lot of work to do. The car is up at the frame machine right now, so. We're, uh waiting on that to come back see how it goes we'll go from there but we've got uh joel hodgson's gonna help us out again like he always does so one way or the other if it's me driving or him driving thursday we'll have a car there with a 90 on it so pretty excited about that
0: that'll be Sweet. good at least um but yeah i mean you guys you guys had, had that good run going there and the 100 lapper uh kind of seemed early on in that race it was uh well right up until the point uh, when your caution jumbled the field all back up again, it's pretty much where you started was where you were running. There was, it looked pretty difficult to pass out there.
1: Yeah. There wasn't a lot of passing going on from what I could tell, but I guess that's the, the nature of starting the fast guys up front too. It's not a whole lot of movement going on in those long distance races. When you start with the the plus minus, as long as you can get the good guys having a good heat race, they're probably going to have a good feature.
0: So you guys, there's a chance you might make it with the 90 car. There's a chance Joel might sub for you tonight or Thursday is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, the, there will be a car there with a 90 on it. It won't be ours, <laughs> but it'll be Joel's. I think uh, how he, however he's feeling, he had some issues going on. So one of us will be in the car. I would prefer he drives his own equipment just so I don't wreck anything else. But you know, then I don't have to use a sub driver either if, if I'm behind the wheel. So we'll probably right. go that route.
0: Well, hopefully uh, that gets itself uh, figured out here over the next, well, we're recording this Tuesday night over the next night. <laughs> and you can get back into the car on
4: Thursday. Um, what a stand up dude, Joel Hodgson is, though. I mean, like, that guy. He's going to set the
0: record for the most drivers subbed for. Yeah. Ever. And,
4: he, and he'll do it in his own car, their car. Yeah. He, he sponsors people. You know, like, he reached out to me about Beyond Kyle's car. Like, he's just a good dude.
1: Yeah, yeah, not even the car. When our motor blew, there he was the first one to be hands on, offering help, and he drove down to uh, the shop and helped throw the new motor in too. So he's all around stand up guy. Yeah, Marcel,
4: you finally won a race that wasn't on the ACT Tour. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, car was real good. We came from a long ways back. I didn't think probably at like lap ten that we were gonna win the race. Um, but it was definitely rolling on the top. Pretty good. Um, didn't seem like anybody could really go out there. So I was pretty skeptical to try it myself, but figured we had nothing to lose. And we rallied the whole way up through there. And I was telling my dad, it was like, you know, when you're driving home and all of a sudden you're home and you're like, oh my goodness, I don't remember like any of the drive. I was just so (laughs) lost. Locked into that race. Once we got in a rhythm there, I was, we got to second and I was like, holy shit, we're in second. I was like, now I got to try to beat Phil here with whatever it was to go. So that no, was really good. Uh, we, we had a good heat race too. And, um, I was pretty excited. It's been a year and a half or so, I think since I won it on road. So your last uh, one was good. the, was Opening the first day. race
0: back after COVID.
4: Yeah. Okay. So even longer yeah. than that. So long enough. I was ready for one. So yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah. looks like you finally got the, the high side figured out.
4: Yeah, no, the car was really good up there. I mean, when I saw Bobby go thundering by all of us, I was like, yep, we're racing for second. Like I think that was everybody's <laughs> like consensus at first when he went by and then he came back a little ways and then Pembroke tried to go. And when Kyle couldn't go, I was like, Oh man, we're all just going to sit here. And then I was like, ah, what do I got to lose one spot? So I tried it and, uh, it was working. So it was good that we could go out there. I noticed after I would get by guys, more guys were trying it behind us and they could make a little bit of gains, but we just had a good car. And it was just, it was better on the top. Even once I took the lead from Phil, I almost considered going back out to the top after two laps. I was like, ah, it's better on the top. So it was definitely, we were kind of different than the whole field. It seemed like we were really good on the top and not so good on the bottom, but everyone seemed to want the bottom so they could have it.
0: Are you guys still at the point right now? Um, like, are you guys even looking at the points anymore after double points night? Or are you guys just trophy hunting and whatever happens happens?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really look at the points beforehand. I mean, I, the way that we try to look at it is, is we go to the racetrack every Thursday to win anyway. So that doesn't change you know, just because of double points night. Um, if we can go out and win a couple of these races at the end, you know, win another one or another two, I think we got what, four or five left. So, um, if we could go out and do that, you know, I, I think it'd be cool to just have a shot going into the last race. If everything went wrong for a couple of them and everything went right for me. So, um, our goal is just go to the racetrack and win. It's not like we're just like shutting our brain off from the points. You know, obviously if I could run third and Pelkey was running 14th, maybe I won't take a risk that I would take if he was running fourth. Um, But just going to go out there and try to win races. But at the end of the day, that's what we all go to the racetrack to do. And if we go down there and win a couple more, we could make it interesting. So that's our goal.
0: So Taylor, uh, Thursday night, you guys, to be pre- running pretty good again, uh, after the rain out. How is your uh, well, you guys had two races there with the Enduro, too. Take us through, I guess, your Thursday and then your Sunday.
5: Um, Thursday, we ugh. oh, not good. Well, we had a really good car, <laughs> but unfortunately, obviously, how the handicap system works, um, it just you know. The slower cars, okay. And I don't want to sound like I'm that in a bag of chips, but just car guys that are, you know, still trying to figure out their car each week or starting up front and bringing everyone to the back. And so that's exactly what I struggled with on Thursday. And just we were stacked up the whole race. And I think I started 14th and finished 16th. So I really didn't go anywhere other than back, just being stuck. So it's definitely frustrating but um, unfortunately, that's how it is sometimes in every division. And so we kind of dealt with it and knew we had a clean car. So we just went home and got it ready (laughs) Great Um, for (laughs) the Street Stock Special on Sunday. (laughs) Um, And Sunday came and we had 45 minutes of practice. So they didn't let me get out of the car and they were just switching right tires over just to get laps on them. So I ended up doing 77 laps in practice. So that was good for our tires to get those through some heat cycles and do that. And then I think, I don't even know what heat I was in. The second heat started sixth. I think I went back before I went forwards again. <laughs> and then, and the feature, the feature was awesome started apparently 13th I whole crew started thought we started 16th so i thought I was even cooler but only 13th but still um
2: did you start um, on the inside or the outside
5: i started on the out no you were on the inside because mm-hmm. sure that because <laughs> i was supposed to start on how the does outside. cam
1: know this but you don't <laughs> i watched the entire video on facebook it said starting 13th that's the only yep. reason I know.
5: <laughs> oh, Great. Then thir- definitely 13th. So I was supposed to start 14th because Patrick Tibbetts, well, he like pulled off on the entrance to the track or whatever. So then we all shifted up one, but any hoodles. Um, car was good. I felt as a driver, I made good decisions other than I do forget sometimes that my car is really good on the outside lane and, I should have definitely gone outside sooner before I let Wiener and Dean Switzer pass me because I feel like I would have had a better finishing result. But at the same time, I can't predict the future because that lane went back after a restart. So we'll take what I did and um, had some good moves and good moves as if I was just running. I don't know what I'm saying. But, anyways, ended up fourth. We were happy with fourth. And honestly, they ended up taking the top five in points to tech in the top three of the race. And I kid you not, they were there all night. So like I was happy with fourth. So I got to watch the (laughs) Enduro instead of being in tech all darn night. So that was me. I just talked for an hour, but.
4: You did a good job in your heat race though. I watched your heat race and I was like, you were out of the what qualified spot by like two with like two to go. I was like, Oh shit, Taylor. But you kept the holes, you know, plugged. It's hard to do that you made yep. you ended up stealing a spot so i mean you were out of it and then you were right back in i was like oh she's good now
5: yeah that's right i forgot about that i yeah i was almost worried there for a second actually
4: i was worried for you so i imagine <laughs> that you were worried i was like oh no i don't know if they got enough time and yeah, luckily
5: lane kind of opened up but yeah it was overall a good day good learning and
0: you uh, I, I assume that you learned some lessons about the about dealing with the heat for the fifty lapper there, uh, and prepared very well for this
5: race. You know, you would think oh, I boy. was prepared. No, so okay, well, don't get mad. I was prepared. I was drinking, drinking, drinking. Even in practice, I had a water bottle in the car. Cause like, dad was like, "Well, I hope you were ready to sweat," and so I was. But then after the feature, I didn't pull, I didn't do the same thing as that one time, but I definitely thought I was going to die there for a second. So I don't know what I got to figure out because I'm drinking enough, but.
2: Are you not breathing like Noah Gregson? She holds her breath. I truly
5: (laughs) do because no, literally when there was three laps to go, I was panting. And like, I'm not someone who I think is out of shape, but like I was literally panting. And like, I truly think I'm just not breathing because yep. I don't like, it's not my, my arms weren't tired. I was just panting. <laughs> like See, I, I keep
4: was... my mouth open sometimes when I race. So like, like then my mouth induction really dry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'll be sitting there. I'm like, Oh, Oh sh- shit. It's like, I just ate like a whole sleeve of saltines. I'm trying to focus on the race and my tongue is sticking to my mouth. And this is <laughs> awful. I hear you. I don't forget to breathe. But I definitely, I need to just be like, not, I'm always sticking my tongue out when I'm focused. I'm one of those people. And it fucking screws you when you are in a race car and it's hot. (laughs) Oh.
5: Yeah, I don't know if I don't breathe or what happened. we need to
4: put a monitor on you. I think I do. (laughs) Watch it back. Taylor breathes seven times in 50 laps.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I probably only breathe during the caution. During the practice, I kept my water bottle in my mouth one time. And I had to like focus on my breathing to like breathe through the tube or like to the side of it. And I actually think that was like good for me to like focus on my breathing while I was driving. And then I turned my fastest lap of the day. So you're maybe gonna, I really don't breathe. You're
4: going to need Scott it. Tapley. We'll get you a sticker for your dash. Yeah. Breathe. breathe. <laughs> no,
2: you're going to have Scott Tapley every 10 laps coming over the race. See if you're being everyone, remember to breathe. Like- <laughs> Are you breathing
4: in there, girl? You brush now. You're fading a little on me. <laughs>
5: Taylor's falling behind. Are you breathing?
4: <laughs> I thought, and I don't want it to sound disrespectful because it's not at all. I I thought it was funny to see the street stock guys when they have to run, you know, 25 more laps looking like some of them looked at the end, like they all looked cooked. And I was like, yeah, I know exactly what you guys are going through. We just like run 200 when I feel that way. But my brother, he was in the car and he was like, holy cow, it's hot in here. I was like, I would never know. I've never been in a race car when it was hot. No. <laughs> and I was like but you know what I wish someone would fan me when I was in there so I was like fanning him with a clipboard it looked I've stuck my arm in I'm like oh my god even these street stocks are holding stupid heat today
5: yeah I felt bougie I had them holding a fan every time I came in during practice because just Justin wasn't racing so we had all felt the bougie bougie <laughs> <laughs> so it was great but I was still hot on the list
2: those little electric milwaukee fans those things are the best stick yeah. one right in the window good to go
5: thank
4: yep. well wow. it was freaking hot
0: yeah yeah how'd uh I, well i saw kyle didn't have uh as much fun as the first uh little bit of his season there marcel uh you guys other than the finish how was your guys day at the track on sunday
4: the weekend was shit um shout okay, out brian whore though taylor kind of learned. <laughs> i was waiting
0: it. for matt to say that <laughs>
4: <laughs> the weekend was the weekend was shit um so we started out by um changing kyle's motor just because all the clowns that owned this car before him we don't need him to lose a win again so we changed the motor and then we ended up finding out that something was wrong with him. some part that we got that we thought was the fix so then we called Brian. I called Brian whore. And he was like, Yeah, we got a motor down at the shop at Goss Dodge. So we drove down there on Saturday and picked it up. And then it ended up having something wrong with it. Not Brian's fault. He told us flat out. He's like, I don't know if it runs or not. They told me it did, but I don't know if it does. And got it all in there. It didn't have compression in two of the cylinders. So then we pulled it out. Me and Kyle had to go get a different block. And crankshaft from somebody at like nine o'clock on saturday and my brother and dad went to bed at about three on saturday night which is i guess sunday morning and they had it in and they got it running and everything but just a matter of rushing it kyle just had overheating problems all day so thankfully he was wise enough to know like we're gonna blow this motor and like have to start it completely over i mean he was it was hot on the racetrack and then the car was running hot so He pulled it in and pretty much put an end to a a horrible weekend for him. You know, him and dad really killed themselves to get that thing done. And obviously we didn't get to do really any of the fun part, you know, he overheated in practice. And so it was just a long weekend all around for him, but I'm just happy that no one else is going to take a win away from him, you know, because that's just not fair. There's a lot of people that clearly don't mind cheating to get trophies and We just aren't one of them. So um, if everyone else that owned the car before can look at the trophies and be happy with them, good for them. But at least we don't have to wonder about that anymore. So we'll get it fixed. He'll be back. I don't know when, but sometime.
0: Did Megan not want to run the Enduro
4: this year? No. Did something something last year scare her off or something? Question. All right, real question. Did Megan (laughs) not want her or did you not want Meg to run it? We asked her if she wanted to run it and she was like, nope, I'm good. okay <laughs> i'm good so we watched McRae. my crew guy tyler mccray ran it and he did he did all right until he adjusted it off the fence in turn one and two he ran he ran pretty respectable and then when he hit the wall it changed things he hit it pretty hard i, I have a picture of it i'm thinking about getting it printed out put it in the trailer i'm sign it yeah I don't know if you guys will be able to see it. That's Tyler. Oh yeah. Saw that oh. on Facebook. Yeah, that definitely adjusted it, I'm sure. Or yeah. McCray. But so we just watched Tyler run it. And Megan's friends with Tyler. I'm friends with Tyler. So it was cool to watch him. Other than that, I didn't really know anybody in it besides Justin, who's trying to smoke the crowd out for 20 laps.
5: It's like he outrageous. literally came in, didn't have any oil in the car. We're pouring transmission fluid, ATF in it, anything we can find, and sent him back out, and every time he let off, it was a smoke
4: show. My crew guy, Joe, was like, what the hell is wrong with that silver car? And then I heard Aaron Maynard go, and Justin Prescott, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, they don't give a shit about that no. thing. like I don't really know Justin that well, but he's a Tiger driver. He doesn't care about this Enduro car. They're just going to send it till it blows up. <laughs> That oh was cool. it was funny though as he just come up brrr, smoke i'm like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> it was bad
0: yeah always oh, putting on a show there justin is matt ran um, in,
4: you ran one enduro didn't you yeah
0: back is in 2014
2: it as, wild as it looks i mean it's pretty fun i think the year i did it we had 120 cars i ended up finishing 19th it was it's it's definitely wild it's fun
4: it's not bad what'd you run <laughs> in
2: uh, it was a 98 Buick Century that my dad had that really wasn't roadworthy anymore. And instead of taking the money for scrap, he just gave it to me and Andrew. And that's how we got into racing, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know if
4: Megan will do another one or not. Maybe. She seemed like she had fun right up until the rollover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get a be- behind the visor enduro entry next year there you go yeah well
4: didn't we'll you draw and your names, dad do one
1: Marcel? The draw names enduro? out of a hat
4: who gets yeah. to drive it yeah i rode with that crazy bastard in a winter enduro and i was like oh my god i was i mean i have i trust my dad probably more than any person on this planet but i found myself reaching for the steering wheel many times during that <laughs> and i was like what are you doing i mean we're on snow we're driving like a 1998 LTD. It's as big as a boat and we are just hammering stuff. You can't turn. It was a little sketchy for my taste. I, I'd ride with him again if he asked me to, but maybe I would try to, I don't know what I'd try to do. I would just, I just was like, holy shit, we're going to crash every second. I always wanted to do the
2: winter one, but the second they started allowing like ambulances and SUVs and shit on the track, I was like, not oh, thanks. Yeah.
4: There was a truck out there the second time dad did it. And I was like, you know, I mean, I'm not like a big safety police kind of guy. I like to be safe when I do stuff. But like, if you hit that truck wrong, you know what I mean? Like, it could be bad. Like that truck's real high up. I'm not about to die in a winter enduro. You know what I mean? So I think that steers people away when you allow certain stupidity, but we know what racetrack we're talking about. So Marcel's favorite racetrack. <laughs> Maz the 04 coming back this week or what?
2: Bad news, friends, it's not.
4: Oh my goodness.
2: Uh, yeah, we'll be is, I'll be is back it coming on back couch.
0: this year?
4: I think I, I
2: think eventually it will be. I mean, we it just it just hasn't been a fun year, to be completely honest. But we got so burnt out from chasing a car that wasn't correct that we want to make sure that we put this thing back together correct so we're taking our time um we're pretty much treating it as a as basically a winter tear down as an off season tear down and put back together so on um, obviously on a little different time scale we're trying to get it back together to get back out this season we will be get back out but we don't have like a set date um we've really just kind of kind of what i said after the first accident because the first time i wrecked this year which was only like the third race in, i was already over the season and i pretty much told the guys i'm like let's just focus on the tour car um so that's basically what we're doing we're taking the energy that we had and we're just going to focus it on the tour car and try to finish that up strong this
0: year so are you gonna what are you gonna do here you're gonna keep watching on tv you're gonna come help me do interviews for the inside groove uh what do we got um, going on here matthew
2: Honestly, my couch is pretty comfortable, but it it, kind of killed me not being at the track. Um, Andrew, my crew chief, went down and he was helping Bobby and Phil and them. And he texted me and he was like, you need to get your ass down here. That way I don't have to spot for Bobby. And I'm like, well, like bad news, friend. I'm two hours away from the track and my couch is pretty comfortable. (laughs) But then I started watching it and I was like, yeah, I want to be back at the track. So I'm sure I'll be down there this Thursday. That way I can at least be there
1: it is just the worst as a driver sitting home watching the race you know you should be there
2: yeah yeah i was like so iffy on going and i was like ah it's probably gonna rain like i don't want to go sit in the rain i hate sitting in the rain when i have a race car they're like i'm not gonna do it if i don't have one yeah and sure enough it rained for like a hot second and then it was it was fine so
4: going There's to the track to watch sometimes is hard too like even if you weren't planning on racing like you just go to a random white mountain race you're sitting there you're like. Why didn't we bring the car? Yep. We're here anyway. (laughs) You know, you sit there, you watch, you watch practice, you're like, oh come on, there's only a couple guys that are good. We should have just brought the car. (laughs) It always sucks to watch. You think you can do it until you do it. And then you're like, this sucks.
0: Yeah. It was a miracle that we ran on Thursday. I thought that's for
4: sure. Yeah.
0: I mean, not only run, you know, get cars on the track, but to get the entire show in. Uh, that did not look good. I was. I was on, I was on edge. I was, you know, not really, I was thinking I might not go. And then like five 30 came around and I was like, well, it's going to rain anyway. I might as well go down and make appearances and talk to people before it rains since I live so close. Um, But then as soon as I got there, it just didn't rain. So yeah, that was nice. Marcel, I'm sure you were happy about that at the end well, of the day. When
4: Mashad sent the driver autograph thing out, I was like, Oh, Must be, we're not worried about the rain anymore. (laughs) Cause I was like, I, I, you know, obviously he knows what's going on. And I, I was like trying to rush my guys and like trying to take a picture. I was like, this is never going to happen. Chris is going to be sending them tiger cars. And then they're like, all right, we're going to bring the driver autograph session out. It's like, oh, all right. Well, good. At least we're going to get this tiger race in too
2: a couple of the camera angles off from flow. Like I could see lightning in the background and I'm oh, not going to lie. It was
0: nuts. I
2: was sitting <laughs> there on my couch, just waiting for that wall of rain that I drove into to happen <laughs> while the cars were out on the track. And I'm like, oh, well, I hope it all... doesn't. I was like,
4: I've been there. I hope it doesn't. Yeah. But I was waiting. <laughs> yeah. When yeah, they the started light- our race, I didn't think we would even get our race in, let alone the tiger race. Cause we could see the lightning. The lightning. was we're insane. all like, yeah.
3: Ugh.
4: And then someone said that Tapley was on the radio or something, and said the light is 13 miles away. And I was like, "13 miles is not that far." No, that's pretty damn close. That's pretty damn. And I was like, "All right, well, we're gonna hopefully make it to lap 26 of this thing."
0: <laughs> yep. Well, you guys made it. Um, yeah, they do yeah, better is, than us, evidently. Rain has not been uh, our friend here over the last three weeks or so. We lost a Thursday show. Uh, and then we obviously two weeks before that the last show that we talked uh, the last race that we talked about on the last show uh was the was where pit road flooded um <laughs> but yeah what did you guys do on your uh thursday night off there a couple of weeks ago did you guys do anything anything interesting or just take the day
4: off i'm trying to think of what i did i don't think i did anything i think i might have just done nothing
1: i think i also did absolutely nothing
4: yeah because what we just didn't race right right like, yeah. or we didn't race on friday night either because of the it, 250 right yeah yeah
0: they called it like early and on thursday morning oh wait no
4: that's like, false i set t-boy. up my my i set up t-boy for the 250 we did that on thursday once we didn't race we set t-boy up that was what we did yeah
0: matt can't remember taylor can't remember
2: it looks I like I don't remember if we set up the tour car Thursday night or if we I think we set it up Wednesday night because we figured we were just going to be at the track watching Thursday. So I don't think I went to the shop Thursday night, but I think a couple of the guys went to work on the Thunder Road car. My I dad have, planned I for remember.
4: rain since Monday. So he on Monday, he said, we're going to set up T-boy on Thursday night. <laughs> OK, OK, <laughs> he was right. <laughs> Well, yeah, Um, so
0: later on that weekend, uh, obviously the 250, Cam, we were very disappointed. Your car came back in one piece, obviously, because we didn't race, and then you didn't race at White Mountain. No. Very very upset we would have had a full group if we include Matt crewing the uh, DJ Shaw car. We would have had a full group over there at White Mountain, but-
1: I did go. You you went to the race? Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I was helping Streeter. I was helping Kyle.
0: Okay. He finished decent that night, didn't
1: he? Uh, third, I think he was yeah. leading most of the race and then got yeah, moved. But...
4: I was gonna say I heard a, some heavy booing after the Tiger. There race. was I was surprised actually. There was, there there was lot of lots,
0: lots of yeah. booing. I,
4: I saw some pictures.
0: <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> saw some pictures coming off four there. A few yeah. laps to go in that race, but Taylor, That's did racing. you have fun
4: into Tiger that night?
5: Mm, I had fun. It's not insane. very convincing.
4: <laughs> All right, let's do this again, Taylor. So i feel like that was, again and you that was like, tell it to us. Well, okay, I feel Ray? like that was a two-part answer. She was about to say I had fun, but not in the Tigers. Where it sounded Taylor, like did you have home. fun that night in the Tiger car?
5: I had so much fun. Oh, there my we go. Thank you for asking. <laughs> oh, I had fun um I just always made mistakes so like I you know just I'm hard of myself so I wish you know I could go back and redo them or have learned because I kind of made the same mistake that I did the first start but I don't know I was running a little bit better actually running with the pack more but then I got excited because I was doing so and started driving it like my mustang and then when i when you get in that back like little lumpy thing over there it like the upset back stretch. me yeah and then i like was just like loose from it and then tried to like save it and drive it right on in there into 3 and then i just way over drove it and got put three wide and then ended up dead last
4: but i went over that lumpy thing a couple times not voluntarily during the 250 so i feel you.
5: Well, I mean, I didn't choose to go there. I put myself there, but I can't.
4: What? Go.
5: You see how that makes sense?
4: Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I'm totally tracking. <laughs> you lost us.
5: What? It was, I didn't want to go there, but my driving brought me there. Okay. Accidentally.
2: I understand now. So like the devil on the left shoulder said you're going there, but the angel on the
4: right was like, please don't. The devil said, "Planet." It, it. was more, it.
5: the devil on my right foot said, we're going to give her a little extra juice. Oh. And then the angel on my left foot. but um. Did you hit the brick? <laughs> no. Oh, no, I think you she's to, that, she never even to to considered hitting the brick.
4: <laughs> like, she hit the lumpy thing because she was like, screw it. And floored it.
5: Yeah, basically.
4: There you go. It I didn't,
5: didn't see it, out. but
4: that's what I got from your detailed description. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, and then I just rode in the back, and they were kind of playing fiddle frack, so it wasn't my car, obviously, so I'm not going to wreck it trying to make up spots. So I just rode around, got some good seat time, and yeah. Do you want a tiger
0: anymore this year?
5: Mm, maybe the end of the year, but I don't know and only if 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 i do it'll only be like enough times to maintain my rookie status so i think only gotcha gotcha sweet
0: matt you guys uh we talked about it on the last episode this was the one that that dj felt like kind of had circled on his calendar wanted it back from last year and uh I think uh everything that was on his to do his to do list going into that race uh was completed on that Saturday night.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was definitely the race that the whole crew had circled. Um I know Arnie wanted it bad, the car owner, and I know Andrew the crew chief. I mean, he pff, he <laughs> it's gonna sound bad, but I don't think he cares what I do at Thunder Road. He just wanted that race. Um obviously he cares, but that one Not was big it. for that one was big for him. Um, so, it was it was a good race. Um, I'm, I spotted for him. I don't like spotting, but somehow I always end up having to do it for him. So I spotted that race for him, and you know that lap one hundred pit stop for fuel. Uh, we hadn't even talked about pitting, and when like the whole field pit, we were kind of sitting there like they really caught us with our guard down. We weren't expecting people to pit there um at all so when people pit there we were kind of scrambling trying to figure out what we wanted to do and there was a lot of talk back and forth the plan was kind of we were just kind of we wanted to go to 126 uh we wanted to lead to 126 and then wherever the caution flew we would pit from there um and then when everyone pit on lap 100 we were like well that's kind of what we're gonna stick to so that's what we're doing and we're gonna hope for the best and there's a little bit of reassurance on the radio when it got to that lap 159 I think is when the caution finally came out and a lot of the guys that had taken tires were kind of going backwards and weren't really making ground um Corliss got up to like fifth but it was kind of mainly because people had wrecked in front of him um to get those spots and or just off from restarts uh so there was a lot of talk of like if we even wanted to take tires after watching people take them and start going backwards and there's a lot of talk DJ and Dale uh on the radio are always kind of fun to listen to and they have the hardest time making a decision, especially at that, the gravity of that decision. Um, Cause it's, it's a make or break at that point for us. So there's a lot of back and forth and I finally just came on the radio, just kind of assured DJ. I was like, look, there's no right or wrong answer. Like you do what you feel like you need to do. Like the team's got like, we're behind you hundred percent. Like you got off the fastest car on track right now, no matter what you do, you'll be fine. Um, so we pit, it worked out for us. Luckily our set of tires, we had already run them once uh, in the, heat. So like I, I had faith in them. Um, and it worked out. It, uh, got, obviously we needed a caution and we ended up getting that lucky break. And from there it was just, you know, to the checkered and it was a good race. I mean, it was, it was huge, um, for the whole team. They needed that, especially with how bad we've been <laughs> doing at Thunder Road. Um, I haven't been able to give them the gratification that they need. So it, it was huge for the whole team
4: talk about it like it's a burden when you're like oh every time i'm over there with multi-time pass winner and champion dj shaw he wants me to spot for him i hate Man, spotting, that must really, really. <laughs> kill you fucking... a guy that is that good wants you he could have anyone
2: well i mean it's either that or he's got to listen to his dad for 250 laps we know so. he doesn't <laughs> want to do that um he normally has uh jam... fuck i forget his last name he normally has jake come and spot for him and Jake couldn't make it. He had a modified race down at wherever that he had been at all week, so he didn't make it to the 250. Um, So when he normally doesn't make it, I fill in. I like I said, I I hate spotting. I think I'm awful at it, but dude, you got a couple
4: wins doing it now, though. Well,
2: that's the thing. So I got what two with you or one with you? Yeah. Now I got one with DJ, which that one's pretty huge. So um, I I I've wanted to come on the radio and tell Andrew because Andrew spots for me and be like hey man i got i got one more win than you do but uh i felt like that would have been pretty awful considering i'm the one that's not giving him the win <laughs> congrats you played yourself yeah <laughs> i was like oh, the barrel's loaded
0: but i'm not gonna shoot myself in the foot so <laughs> tech must have been fun after that race you guys were there for quite a while everybody was
2: Yeah. I mean, last year they, I wasn't at the race last year. They pulled the motors. Uh, We weren't sure if they were going to do that this year. We kind of figured they wouldn't, Um, but it was, it was kind of a lengthy teardown. It it wasn't too bad. It's just some of the stuff that they wanted to get into. Just you had to kind of, it was like an onion. You kind of had to peel the car back to be able to get to some of the things that they wanted, which is sometimes annoying, but you know, when the adrenaline's still going after a win like that, you don't even think about the time. I think we finally, like we still rolled out of the track before midnight so that wasn't bad um i'm i'm pretty sure i've left thunder road on like a normal weekly night pretty close to that time frame um, without running 250 laps so
0: it wasn't bad tech was it was tech (laughs) marcel you guys uh you guys showed up qualified for the race 43 cars you guys made it in and uh had a decent run going there and a series of unfortunate events bumped you back to 12th at the end
4: yeah no it was definitely the best car i've ever had at white mountain i think finally by the end of the day we were in like the top five seven speed wise started fifth in the heat won the heat felt like we had a decent car not a de- no not i'm not even going to play it down i felt like we had a good car um And we just didn't really know what our strategy was going to be, you know, and we kind of just hung around. We had to start like 12th. I think we hung around like seventh or eighth, you know, everybody was kind of right there. We felt pretty good with it. Um, And we knew the 04 was good. We knew 66 was good. We figured that if we could just get ahead of them pit strategy wise, that with the way the racetrack was racing, you know, if we could get out in front and just take the top, it was going to be hard for, anybody to beat us we felt we had a good enough car where we could have you know fought like hell to hold them off because the bottom was so horrible but um after the pit stop we got up to like fourth once dj and all those guys pitted and we kind of thought we were right where we wanted to be besides the fact that the 66 was ahead of us he beat us off of pit road and Yeah. Then we just got used up pretty good a few times and I should have just started right rearing people and maybe they would have stopped using us up. It was just, (laughs) it was getting pathetic, you know, but unfortunately I just, I mean, sure. I wrecked Matt this year, but I didn't do it on purpose. And these guys were running in the back of me and lifting me off the ground on purpose. So I feel like there would have been a little difference if I would have junked one of them. And by one, I mean, about three of them deserved it. So yeah, we ended up falling back to probably 12th and i think we probably had a car that could have run fifth to seventh the 04 was obviously really good and corliss was really good but i was happy with where we ran and like i said the driver just needs to pull the trigger on some dump jobs because words got to get out eventually but you just can't smarten some of them up you know you could wreck them 10 times and they're just going to run into you again so just happy to get out of there without a total grace car well I'm i'm glad that you didn't right
0: here anybody because uh we saw an exhibit a of what happens when you do something like that <laughs> in retaliation uh yeah. and
2: uh yeah i saw I, that one coming i came over the radio and i was like you're gonna have a caution here momentarily i'm like just keep doing what you're doing and i'm like i'll count it down and then i was like yep there's the and cream. all right yellows <laughs> out
0: yeah
2: yeah that was good
4: that one was something else (laughs) almost two birds with one stone but not almost almost. (laughs) yeah it was a wild race but (laughs) hey and it's hard because like i mean one of the guys we all know but is a bulldozer and the other two it's like sneaky dirty you know what i mean like in the grandstands just casually you can't see it so if you just pull in behind the guy and unload him nobody really knows why you did it but really he's been running you off the back stretch and in the front stretch wall for five laps. And, but he looks like a hero when he goes over there and wins all these races. So it's super hard when they're racing you like that. Cause it's not like obviously dirty to a race fan when a few guys are doing this to you, but like, oh, like from in your seat in the car, <laughs> you're like, dude, you don't even know how many times I've wanted to just dump you. But like, again, like I said, I mean, if I dump them, I'm probably going to the rear too because Tapley isn't going to be able to see what I'm dealing with from his seat. It's not his fault. It's just sneaky dirty is what we'll call it. Yeah. A couple of those guys are sneaky dirty. It makes them look good, but they're a little sneaky dirty. Can we just talk about LaPerle
2: for a moment, how he took this car that looked destroyed. And from finished the
4: stands. With
2: it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there spotting and I can hear people in the stands talking about him. Like, how is he so fast? That car is destroyed. And obviously, like us in racing, we know it's all cosmetic. Like all the suspension right. stuff is fine, but like just a little bit of aero problems. But like the people in the stands are eating it up, thinking that this car is caved <laughs> in and destroyed. And La pearl is just like willing it to go forward.
0: <laughs> yeah. So far, one of my favorite stats, <clears throat> not only of 2022, but of probably my lifetime. In racing. In 2022, ACT events at White Mountain, Patrick LaPurl, uh, the first race, he was taken off the track in the wrecker, came back out to finish on the lead lap. Um, and then in the second race, backs the car into the end of the turn four wall, comes back, drives through the field at least two times, maybe three, uh, and finishes almost on the podium. Um, yeah, Patrick, uh, say, say what you will, but, uh, his, his two races at white
4: mountain this year have been fun to watch. I talked to him on Saturday cause he was in his port city car and he talked to me about it and he was happy. He actually seemed like happy to be at the racetrack. It was wild because I know he's been struggling, you know, so it was good to see another Port City car going good. But yeah, he was, t- he was t- telling me, he's like, car turn center, drive off. And I'm like, yeah, good. And he's like, good luck, friend. Fist bump me. I'm like, all right, all right, we're all right. But yeah, I know I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I wish my car turned center, but not right now, you know, and his car just stayed good it stays good i did that impression for gary crooks the owner of port city and he was like that's pretty good you've been working on that i was like only every day of my life <laughs>
2: i feel like everybody secretly has just been working on that impersonation their whole life
4: because <laughs> no, he's, he's a guy you watch all the time so he's anytime, always on camera talking or on the mic talking you know
2: anytime somebody talks about la pearl or like jonathan <laughs> it's
0: always just
2: Rex.
4: it's hard to do <laughs> It's the best. But yeah, um, me and La Pearl, we were good. It was good.
0: I bet you they do the same thing with you guys to their yeah. friends back home. Yeah, you know? probably. I would probably like to hear how they are an American
4: talking. Like, yeah. I wonder what that sounds like, you know? I don't even <laughs> want to know. I <laughs> do. <even> I do. <laughs> I really do.
1: Get him on the podcast. He'll do it for you.
4: I like it when I was walking by his trailer after he got into it with somebody. I don't remember who it was. They got into it with someone in the heat races or something. And he Otherwise. got so mad that he went from English to French like mid-sentence because he was so mad that he was just, I was like, oh, man, I was following that for like a half second. But, there, a mad.
0: there are a couple people mad at the same dude after a certain heat race there away. Yeah. I believe that was to that
2: 27 or... North Carolina, correct?
0: <laughs> I heard yeah, a lot of yelling
2: go. in the pits because I was spotting, so I didn't, I didn't get to listen or see it, but I heard from a lot of people that there was screaming from like, Three different pits it was kind of like a triangle going back to each other i'll
0: I'll put it this way um and i'm sure cam can attest to this as well um the race to the finish line from fourth on back uh in that heat race was like the that daytona 500 where richard petty and david pearson crashed each other and were both trying to take their cars like through the grass and like limping to the finish line
2: that's definitely what it looked like
0: yeah
4: I don't Scott remember dragon went that, from like oh, out yes. of the show to
0: was. qualified yeah. with like a plus three and like starting up front. Pretty incredible.
4: Someone yeah. started break checking Patrick afterwards, and I was watching with my dad, and my dad looked at me and he goes, I just don't think that quid kid quite knows who he's fucking with, right there. You <laughs> know, I was like,
3: <laughs> No, clearly
4: not. Clearly no. not.
1: There were quite yeah, a few awesome. that didn't know, though. There was quite
4: Yeah, a few how that... is Word not out more than that? You know? <laughs> yeah you think they're, after they're all
0: these of- years people would have that understanding
4: yes I
0: No, know. because the, the difference
2: is instead the guy went and took a broken race car and finished fourth. Yeah. <laughs> <would have> <laughs> over the years he would have destroyed the other people but instead he was like i'm <laughs> gonna finish this thing out
1: <laughs> i kept waiting i was like all right that's gotta be the one he loses his cool and he, nope. he didn't
2: he kept his cool the whole race no he just <laughs> took that anger and was like I'm just going to go win the damn thing.
4: <laughs> no, that's 100%. I mean, he probably had a 10th place car and he willed it to fourth place. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just manhandled it. He was like, no, no, we're going further than this. It's crazy. It was junked halfway through that race, you know? It, it should was. have been junk. And instead he finishes fourth.
0: Oh boy. Um, so also Saturday or that Saturday and then again this past Thursday, Saw a new rule, um, for ACT racing and Thunder Road racing, uh, lucky dog for longer, longer events. Um, late models, obviously you'd assume any, anything like a hundred laps or more flying tigers. We got to see it with, uh, the hundred lap race. Um, so what do we, how how do we feel about the lucky dog being introduced in ACT racing rather than just kind of lining everybody. All the lap cars up at the front, giving them the option to take the rear.
4: Um.
2: uh I don't. I don't think I like it. Um. The lucky dog. Kind of,
0: the drivers yeah. don't like the rule change. Well, that's breaking season, and then on a
2: big race like that, I, I it felt weird. But um, the lucky dog just for a long race like that, and the only way that I can put this, and I'm not trying to obviously be mean, but like w- we lap a car, we get a yellow they get their lap back and then the next car we lap is typically that car again so like you're just lapping these same people over and over again now granted they don't get their lap back they still have to go to the rear like we're still going to lap them so now i guess instead of being two laps down with the lucky dog they're only one lap down i don't i don't know I, i don't think i like it and the clearing of the lap cars that's the best part about it is the clearing of the lap cars well see yeah I can go either way with that. I mean, obviously don't get us, don't get me wrong. It helped us at the end. of the I, I, Yeah.
0: I was going to say, I don't think Jason Corliss liked that real change there on the no, and
2: the lap restart. And I think in a lot of ways, like we liked it when we were leading to a degree, because like, we don't, when we show up to a race, we want to race, you know? And if you're leading and you lap four cars and you know, that second place is five cars behind you, like it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. You know, you came to the track to race with the best and you want to keep racing with those people. So we didn't really care for it when we were leading. Um, or, or we were okay with it when we were leading because it put second place back with us. Like we know that we had a fight, like it wasn't just going to be, we'd take the green, we get to ride around because we had a four car buffer. Um, and then it felt weird at the end, obviously, because we took the yellow and we instantly were like, well, there's going to be a four car buffer. And then all of a sudden we're like, "Never mind, they're gone. Corliss is there. I can go either way with it. Like I'm, I liked it, but at the same time, I also get the point of like, you know, if you're leading, you worked hard to put those people there.
4: I don't know. I can go either way with that one. I guess I got the lucky dog. It allowed me to finish on the lead lap of that race. I love it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I know what Matt's saying. I don't dislike it. Um, I think it's cool that Tapley and Michaud are open to things like this. Yep. Because I mean, I know, and obviously no disrespect to him. Curly. I have more respect for him than, a lot of people, um, ACT was the same for a lot of years, you know? So like it's, it wasn't broke, you know, but they're just trying to, they're trying to do something different. Um, so the lucky dog thing I think is, is cool and all, I get what Matt's saying though. Like, you know, you flat 10 guys and you know, they're, that's cool. But the only reason I think that this rule will be good is because for whatever reason, there are just people out there and I've had it cost me what i feel like should have been my first tour win a couple of years ago where you got a guy three four laps down that's just you know that's seven tenths of a second slower than you that doesn't have the common sense to pull out a line and that just is asking to wreck race cars so that is one good thing about it is getting the lappers the hell out of the way because chances are good if you're four laps down you're not passing dj shaw to get one of them back and it's probably going to help these guys too, from tearing their shit up because you're not going to get wrecked. Cause if, I mean, I, and I'm not going to name names, but I tried to wreck the lap car that held me up. Cause he held me up for 10 laps. You know what I mean? I, I could not get around him because I'm pinned in behind him. And I go from third to 16th from a guy, four laps down and finally I was like, I'm just going to wreck him. Obviously that's what he's looking for. So I think that that part of it is good. I'll be happy to see guys that should just know better and get the hell out of the way anyway, not have a choice anymore. That part I'm cool with. I understand the buffer thing like Matt was talking about, but it will be nice to not have to worry about wrecking the top 10 because two guys a lap down decided to run third and fourth. I mean, and there's kind of like a catch to
2: that too, because like on those longer 250 lap races i mean the tires that we have now you don't really need to save you can pretty much beat balls to the wall from zero to 250 and tires can be about the same but like if you go back to like the good years you know like if first place decides that they just want to go all out and second place wants to just kind of sit there and ride and save their stuff like i guess if you put those four cars there it kind of just screws it up for the guy that I was saving because he was planning the long run so when you get rid of those long cars like those those buffer cars like now the guy that was saving his advantage is still there like his what he was thinking and trying to actually be smart about and calculate the race pays off for him so yeah i can go either way with it
4: yeah i like the the getting the lappers out of the way and the the lucky dog thing i think is cool i'm glad they're not doing it all the time but i think for the bigger shows you know it could end up getting somebody back in the top 10 that maybe didn't deserve to go a lap down that just got the wrong break, So I I'm cool with it. Cam.
1: Um, I'm kind of, I guess the same way as Matt. I like it for the fact you make the lap cars get out of the way. I think that part's great. Um, my only thing with it is I think it makes the lap cars race you differently when you Facts. catch them. Facts. With knowing the lucky dog is on the line. And I think I think you're going to see more lap cars giving lead lap cars a harder time when they catch them is my but only issue with it.
2: At the same time, I can tell you that it makes the leaders drive the lap cars a lot differently too. Because we know we had a fuel break coming on lap 100. And I know for a fact that we were trying to lap a car so they would get the lucky dog because we didn't want the car behind us to get the lucky dog. So it does really bring a whole, and, and the guy that we wanted to lap, so he could get the lucky dog, obviously didn't want to get lapped. So like the racing was extremely hard. So it does change the dynamic of the yeah. race. That's way more than, with it. It changed my it opinion.
0: That's, that's a good thing. Cause it, no, I mean, it, it adds definitely another is. level of strategy.
2: Yeah, no. I, and I agree with that. It, it changed when I was sitting there spotting DJ and I realized what was going on, like those last 10 laps to the 100 break, I was like, Wow, I was not expecting me to change the racing dynamic this much, but like I'm here for it because it was definitely cool to see.
1: But do you think it's only going to change that because you knew that caution was coming out or do you think you would always race that way? Just assuming a caution would come out.
2: I mean, I think in that position, I think it's because we knew the break was coming, but I mean, I think if now, since I, I think it also, the rule just caught a lot of people off guard in that race. Cause I don't think a lot of people understood what was happening until the green dropped, you know? So, I think if people know that that rule is going to be in place, i I do think like you'll you'll definitely see a different dynamic of how the leaders are raced and and how lapped cars are now racing other lap cars because now there's a purpose if you go a lap down with someone else to be ahead of them. Um, so instead of just you know you get a bunch of lap cars rolling along the bottom because they are a couple laps down, now you actually have lap cars trying to pass lap cars because they need to. so. I think I, I definitely think it brings a different dynamic to the racing that I think is a good change.
0: Definitely interesting. Taylor, do you have any thoughts on it? I don't think it's going to be in any of your races, but
5: it was on Sunday. Oh, it yeah. was okay. Yeah. Um, Taylor, How'd you, you like it? Oh, oh. Um. Um. I don't really notice it. I know that El Chapo got the lucky dog. Because they said it over the thing of a jiggy, but
2: the thing that they're gonna remind you how to breathe here shortly.
5: Yes. True. <laughs> um, yeah, no, these guys covered it. They they have they have more to say.
4: That's when are we
2: getting the tooth cone?
4: Who what? no, what? no tooth cone? What? Oh you, come on. Do you guys on. want a choose cone?
2: I wouldn't say no. I think What's that changes the code? racing so much.
4: I think uh, it definitely would be weird to have a choose cone at Thunder Road. I, I like it that at moment, Gray, when someone, like, has the balls. They go from, like, eighth or ninth, and they Taylor just a start question. on the front row. Yeah. It's like, yikes, dude. Good for you. You're going <laughs> right. backwards, but good for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Taylor, are we stretching, doing gymnastics? You got a question? What's happening? Yeah, are you raising your hand?
5: What's, what's a choose cone? So
2: Holy, it's
4: turn on your TV on Sunday and watch my
5: the NASCAR God, race. I've never heard that and I watch NASCAR.
2: So you know how that they get to as their time. lane? Oh, There's the yeah. little diamond on the front stretch. If you go to the bottom, you're on the bottom. If you go to the top, you're on the top. Yeah. That. But oh. so how that originated was a couple of short tracks down yeah. south and Midwest literally would run out. Some guy would run out there because apparently they didn't believe in paint. Um, some guy would risk his life, kind of under yellow. Dude, and they up.
4: do that as slinger still. <laughs> and then, oh they There's that light tracks in the northeast that do that to this day. The big yeah. light up bar. They're sending a dude out there as slinger. With yeah. a, it's like got Christmas lights on it, yeah. and he's they're <laughs> driving by him. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah.
2: Imagine hitting that cheese cone. think he almost.
4: Go- but they had like a camera on him, and it's like every time he was going, I was like, oh my god! No, he made it back. Okay. <laughs> Holy oh shit! God. And the you dudes got- in the supers aren't even. Slowing down, they're like, no, you know, I'm for a fact, out. you
2: had people at the bar betting on if this guy gets smoked by if this dude trips,
4: someone's going home with a thousand dollars.
2: slings thing's about to get like the choose guy is about to get outbeat by like the 50 50 at the track.
4: You know what? I think an interesting rule is too, and it's on the Midwest tour, is and I think maybe a couple of them up that way, but the tap out rule, oh, that yeah, they have. I kind of like that. I like, like that I, rule. Yep. I remember the first time I ever saw it and obviously he's a respectable driver but Majeski dumped Dalton Zier out of the lead of the race yep. and Majeski pulled up like they weren't even going to put him to the rear and he tapped out so Ty went to the back and Dalton Zier got to go back to first. Yep. I mean obviously that's a little weird cuz sometimes racing happens. I think when that happens the guys just don't tap out but It's cool that they have the option like, hey, I fucked up, like just flat out, 100% my fault, tap out, you go to the rear, the guy gets his spot back. I mean, I kind of, I would honestly take that rule
2: over what we have, which is if there's contact, both parties go to the back. Because like you said, there are some times where racing just happens, where sometimes it's not your fault. The dude that got dumped might have just cut you off sometimes yeah,
1: only- a lap car blows the right front and takes out a six <laughs> yeah. place car it exactly.
2: happens
4: the so only like- time that rule must get and i'm sure there's a time when they like stop doing it like the day that i spun mad out is the last lap of the race i'm sure they can't do it that day or like on the last lap you know what i mean i, I bet they can't pull up what are they going to do change the whole outcome of the race that's right. the only thing I don't know about it. I don't know. How I think that the only thing the that end. they
2: would do at that point is they just both go to the rear. Like if you decided to tap out, right. Then they would just put both of us at the rear. Cause right. like, obviously if in theory, it wasn't the last lap, my car junked, like I'm
4: not going back up there, you know? Right. But no, I, no, would, I, know what, I know what you're saying. I've always thought that was a cool rule since I saw the tap out rule. Yeah. I would a hundred percent take that over what we have because yeah.
2: sometimes on those racing incidents where it wasn't your fault, but you're going to the rear for it it'd be a lot better to just be like, nope, I'm not tapping out. Like that wasn't my fault. That was that guy's fault. I'm keeping my spot.
4: Yeah, definitely.
2: There's there's a lot of
4: cool rules all over the country. Yeah. You know, it's cool to see different stuff done. Yep.
0: I, I don't know. I think I I like the, I like the lucky dog rule Um, mostly because of Matt's point of, getting the battles with the lead cars and the fight to stay one lap down that adds an element to the race that's not previously there and also i think with sending all the lap cars to the back you know we don't i I think the the lead up to the 250 was are we going to see corliss versus shaw round two that kind of was on everybody's mind going in uh without that rule we don't get that battle at the end of the race because Corliss has uh, that that buffer of lap cars, and you know it just it, it doesn't happen. Um, so, from a fan's perspective, from a journalist perspective, it the choose cone too. I think I, I think the choose cone would be really good for you guys, but um, I, I think that the the lucky dog sending lap cars to the back makes it a much better experience for the fans. Um, just the most important thing at the end of the day. Uh, but the choose cone, I mean, like, I don't, I don't see why anybody would be opposed to that at Thunder Road. Um, you know, especially on except for maybe the guy putting it out, Lemoy <laughs> oh,
2: having
4: to run up the stairs with the cone. <laughs> I mean, run back down.
2: <laughs> I hope that we're smart enough to believe in paint. It seems yeah. to work for NASCAR. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I would, but like, we talk about some nights, you know, the, the top is dominant. Some tight, ty- some nights, the bottom's dominant. Uh, it would be very interesting to see, especially with shorter feature races, you know, track position being very important. Um, I feel like that's a, that would be an opportunity for people to take advantage of that and, and maybe gain some track position or a uh, risk, some track position to choose to to choose a different lane. I, I, I think that would be, would be a cool addition at some point down the road.
4: Yeah, it sounds like we all think that it's good that Chris and Steve, uh, Scott, not Steve, are trying to think of new things to do, and we'll just see what sticks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Always, I mean, and and that's, like you said, I think Matt said it, uh, ACT has been, it has gotten to its point of success because the rules have never really wavered. It's always been the same kind of deal. Everybody understands them but at the same time uh, i think chris and scott saw an opportunity to make the racing better for the fans and that's what they did that's the end of the day that's the best thing i think the Um, big thing is that
2: scott you know manages not manages is like the race director at all these different tracks through new england so like or the northeast so i think he gets to see a lot of different things that work and don't work
5: absolutely And i think slowly
2: he's just going to try like he's not going to force or implement them right away but i think he's going to run them by chris and whichever one's chris and other people like then that's what we get to see i mean i think the big thing is i don't think we'll ever see the chews going because it's too drastic of a change and if there's one thing i've noticed it's nobody at thunder road likes change um so whether it be a repave whether it be a wall whether the only thing that i think people can agree on is lights um
0: hell yeah
2: but even then you still and there's have
0: people, some people that still yeah there's people that you know they're like oh these new lights are too bright yeah
2: I mean, well they've I,
4: never raced in the fucking dark then yeah <laughs> <laughs> because we
0: needed
2: them <laughs> i mean hell like they introduced a new body for the late models and everybody was in throwing tissy fits about it because it was just different and it was so i don't think we'll ever see that one um at thunder road maybe on the tour but i don't think you'll ever see it at thunder
0: road just because people just don't like change that's fair um let's see what do we got here we got a couple weeks coming up in front of us uh road warrior challenge and then got a double purse night here in two weeks uh what are we looking forward to the next couple weeks here
4: taylor whore getting her first career win taylor tell us when is it coming
5: i wish i could tell you um I'm, I'm not a future teller, whatever those people are called. Um, I'd like to think soon. We've been kind of close. Um, working really hard for it, but unfortunately not been close enough. So I'd love to get it done before the season ends, but we'll see how it goes. And I wouldn't want to jinx myself by saying anything too too realistic or too hopeful. <laughs> I believe in that stuff, you know. we have confidence in yourself, wood. Taylor. You're doing great. I have confidence, <laughs> like I know that myself, my car, on a given night, could possibly could see. I just the problem is, is when I'm confident, I'm scared people are gonna think I'm like a stuck-up little
4: bitch. that that's what happens. Yep, it is. That's why <laughs> everyone <laughs> wants everyone to be confident till they are. We yeah.
0: gotta find Cam's bleep
4: button again. It's been a couple
0: of weeks, but oh yeah,
5: oh, she's good at. There falling. we go.
0: There it is. <laughs> there it is.
5: Yeah, I know that we're. I think we've we have a car that's capable of it, and I think with the right crowd, and you know, obviously that the guys that I'm driving against have a lot of years of experience. So, like the time when I had Josh Lovely starting out on the outside of me, he knows what the heck he's doing. To <laughs> the lead um so yeah i don't know we'll see hope for the best and hopefully make it there before the season ends cameron
4: roulette first win of 2022 when's it coming
1: uh probably next week in joel's car it's probably our best shot oh
4: yeah that's (laughs) That's an answer
1: (laughs) yeah that's probably our best shot but Realistically, I I don't know. it'll It'll depend how the car looks. I guess when we get it back, how what shape it's in, where we go from there. So I, I don't know is my answer. Realistically,
2: there's nothing like sending a good race car. Well, was a good race car that's now broken out to get pulled straight and not knowing how it's gonna drive when you unload mm, it across your fingers. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Marcel, you going to do any more winning here over the next couple of weeks? That's the goal, man. Back to back.
4: Um, Holy
5: smoke. Save some for the rest of us. You're Going to get back
4: to vlogging. I ought uh, Yeah, I hope so. I think um, we always, even when we ran, you know, pretty good there a couple of seasons ago, during the middle of the summer, something about our program. No, we don't like suck. You know, we just like run, you know, fifth, seventh, tenth, like we always just kind of miss it like late July, early August. And then it kind of comes back around and um, we were back the other night with what we started the year off with, and it was really good. So um, I'm optimistic. I'd like to end it on a nice little run. Like I said earlier, and just try to put some pressure on going to championship night and have it be like, you know, a shot. If everything, you know, went good for us, we could have a shot. So that's the goal is to rattle off a couple more and keep that thing in one piece
0: matt you're gonna have any good game day snacks or race day snacks while you watch <laughs> the race on tv i don't know
2: I, I mean if i go so if i go to the track maybe. i maybe finally get to like go to the snack bar and like eat i don't know about you guys but i like don't eat if i'm racing i just i won't do it so if I, I go either. and watch, like maybe I'll finally get to go hit up the snack bar. Obviously, I'm still gonna go on the pit road side because fuck sitting in line on that public side. <laughs> um one plus side of getting a pit pass is
4: like you get food instantly. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm I mean, getting food, buddy. If you don't buy a pit pass, you just text me. Oh, I'm gonna buy a pit pass. It's like Thank you then I wouldn't have got would it for you anyway. You? Yeah, I figured that's why I'm gonna buy it myself. Thank <laughs> you very much. I'm a
2: grown adult. <laughs> Can you hold my hand when I cross the pit still? So? <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. Yeah, I'll help you. Um, Rip your fucking ass right in the middle of pit road. Um, Down he goes. Oh, no. Matt. I'll be going to fucking get here. Here comes Cameron. Um, <laughs> right over the top of Matt.
2: That's the last thing. That's, that's actually what I need, maybe, instead of wrecking the car. Just, just run me there's over. There's some nights where like, I feel like...
4: When I see the Tigers coming around the corner, there's been some nights where I'm like, you know, I should just stop right here. Put it on that guy um yeah i don't know i mean whenever the car is
2: ready and and we decide that you know we we're ready to get back at it um we'll be there but until then we'll just keep working on the car uh get it put back together and hope and pray that we have the speed that we had in the beginning of the year because i know after the 250 we're all ready to win at thunder road um and i know i'm ready so i've thrown enough of them away where i'm ready to finally get it done you've been ready though you know what i mean it's not yeah. like it's it's been a matter of you not being ready. You're just having some shit luck. I just, yeah, like I said, I've, I've thrown enough of them away that I should have won. So it's just, you know, just finally time to
4: get it done. And yeah, no different than Taylor. Taylor's ready, you know, Taylor's ready to win a race. It won't be a shock when she wins one. And Cameron, he's won a bunch of tag races. And when he wins in Joel's car on Thursday, like he called it, it won't be a shock. Right, Cam?
1: Absolutely not. Nope.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no shock none at all <laughs> gets out i knew this was gonna happen thanks the bulldog have a good night can yeah. we just
2: talk about marcel's interview when he won because there's a quote in there that was probably the best thing i've heard ever was it when what? i said i was being a turd no no not that Ooh, i like that
1: turd. one too like oh.
2: we're, we're always turd race car drivers are turds that's what we which are. quote was it then There's a double quota in this interview. Everyone just wanted the bottom and I'm not going to, and I didn't come here to ride around. What am I going to do? Finish 14th or am I going to go win? And I wanted to win.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's well, that's what happened. I like Kyle went, like I said, he tried to go or whatever. And he just, he was close. He almost got going. And my dad told me afterwards that once we got by him and I pulled out, dad was like, what are you thinking? Kyle can't go. You think we can go, you know? And I was like, (laughs) What do we have to lose nothing,
2: nothing. I remember because I was watching and I, I, Bobby did that. He flew up on the outside and I was like, well, he can make it work. Yeah. And then, and then he dropped after like lap 23. Yeah. And then I saw you try it after Pembroke did Pembroke didn't make it work. And then you tried it and it didn't work for like three laps. And I was like, oh, here we go. He's going backwards. And then flow racing quit for like a good 20 laps and it came back i like lap 43 and you're passing Phil. And I'm like, uh, twerking work. <laughs> <laughs> and you were the only one, like
4: everyone else was still just on the bottom. That's what my brother said. He's like, flow racing goes out. You're an eighth. It comes back. We're going for the lead. He's like, I missed <laughs> the best part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it was but all that- right. Oh, no, go, go hypothetical. And then I got to go eat my BLT.
0: Wow. Marcell
4: Megan brought picked me one
0: predicting the show i was gonna say i'm a future our...
4: teller unlike question taylor i know of... she doesn't know she's gonna win on thursday but i do we've got our question
0: of the week and then let's uh wrap this up here for the next little bit you can tell um, the future
2: myself am i gonna get run over in the pits? i just want to <laughs> prep the insurance bill if you cross the pits <laughs> with me buddy
4: anything's possible <laughs> all right
0: <laughs> oh my god um question of the week who was a racer? Who's your favorite racer or a racer that you looked up to uh, growing up either at Thunder Road or uh, maybe watching the race on Sunday or any other form of racing? And Marcel D. Gravel and Brian Hoare are not
2: eligible. Not, to win this contest. <laughs>
4: not eligible to compete. Right. Okay. Yeah. Matt, well, you starting. I'm I think, trying no, to decide no, I'm, between I'm two.
2: Definitely not starting. Hang on. Clarification. Is Ryan Hoare just off the table for Taylor? But it could still be MJ's answer.
0: Yes, that's fair. Okay, just wanted to clarify. Can we have
1: Cam. two answers?
0: Sure. Ooh. Okay. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I <laughs> guess. I guess think my first enough one, to
0: choose from. That that's fair.
1: <laughs> I have a an A and a B. I yeah. Um, I guess my first one would be uh probably Mike Rollins because he's the Great. one that got me into racing. Um, he's why I race number 90. Um, he was part of my family for a while. Um, so I would say Mike is the first one for sure that really got me into it. And then uh, Bobby Therian's got to be the second one as in the whole Therian family too. But Bobby mainly as we helped uh, me and my dad helped on his tiger car for a year or two. And they really helped us when we first got started in the tiger too. So I think uh, the people I look up to are the ones that got me started in it with Mike and Bobby.
5: Good answers. Taylor! Those are such, like, nice answers. Yeah. <laughs> Heartfelt. Get ready for um,
2: three bullshit answers coming up. <laughs>
5: um, honestly, yeah. hey, well, that was so rude of you to say the one person <laughs> I ever only watched when I was younger. Um... But no, I actually really know that I was a big fan of, well, and still am actually, of Wayne Halliwell, because obviously he was always there during dad's racing. And I think I really just liked him because he had a daughter. So her and I would just hang out at the track and then pretend we were watching racing. <laughs> Until I like was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe. Who knows what I thought when I was younger. But I know that. I used to think he was cool, and then I would get under my dad's skin sometimes when I thought he was cooler than dad. Depends on who was doing better.
4: Uh, I think I know mine. It um, can
1: be me. You can tell everybody. Okay,
4: Cameron willette um, <laughs> <laughs> No, if I, I... This guy would have been my pick. I would have picked Dave Pembroke, but when i was the age where dave was like super dominant i didn't like i didn't know how much you needed to pay attention to guys so i i didn't like i liked dave cuz he's a very likable guy but i guess my like guy that i looked up to would be nick sweet obviously because of a lot of things like obviously he's a badass race car driver and um just how he carried himself you know especially with the sponsor stuff when he got the saint j deal I remember I used to always listen to how Nick did his interviews. Um, I used to always try to pay attention to how he carried himself at the racetrack. And then once I knew I was going to start racing late models, I really started paying attention to how he drove. And then my second guy would be mainly just because I, I think it would be awesome to dominate. Like he did for a long time. I really studied Derek O'Donnell for quite a few years. Like, even though at the time I might not have been a fan or I didn't, I didn't dislike him cause I didn't know him as a guy, but I know on the racetrack, he was just an absolute force to be reckoned with. And I, I would just study everything that he did when he was on the racetrack and what he was doing with his bodies and how he was mounting stuff and things that he was doing. So it was definitely Nick and Derek outside of obviously my dad, but, definitely those two guys just was right when I was knew I was going to go late model race. And I was like, I really got to pay attention. And those were the two guys that I paid the most attention to.
2: Hmm. Good antics. Um, I don't, I, I'm like, I'm different than most everyone here. Um, I'm the first in the family to really, to race. I didn't go to Thunder Road as a kid. I don't know the history of everyone. Like I'm slowly learning. So I can't really say I had anyone to look up to or to kind of follow when I got into it. Um, honestly, I was, my brain was kind of going the same way as myself's, which is when I started racing, the people that were there that were like idols, that people that you wanted to kind of emulate in a way or look up to were, were the Nick Sweet, the Bobby Theory, and the Derek O'Donnell, um, kind of that crowd. So I think Nick was kind of one of them that I definitely looked at the most. Um, the big thing that stood out with me is, you know, on a Thursday night, he was the last one to leave the track. Uh, most everyone's in the rush to pack up their shit and get out. And Nick would sit there and talk to anybody that came into the pits. So that was huge um, just to kind of see and how he won fans over. And of course he's got the berry ties and stuff like that, but you know, he, he races with respect very few times have I ever seen them retaliate. And I feel like that's only, really only happened in recent years I feel like his whole career he's been pretty calm demeanor behind the wheel um so it's definitely something to look up to but I think I spent most of my time just watching NASCAR growing up and even then it was pretty few and far in between so like it was like Mark Martin at the time um pretty good guy to look up to and my family was a big Earnhardt family obviously so kind of followed him and with junior was mainly just trying to win the fans over and may not have been the best driver obviously and now now we've learned that he had so much going on like not not mentally but like sick and health and stuff but just you know trying to be a stand-up guy and just you know not be a complete weapon so i don't know i guess those are my answers
0: all right I think that just about does it. Cam's yawning. That's going to make me yawn. And uh, sorry, I think that's <laughs> that's it. That is the uh, perfect sign that it's time to wrap things up for the week. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys, as always, for, for coming on. Your perspectives are always valued. Um, but, yeah, that's all we got. Don't forget to uh, like us on all our social media. Subscribe to the Patreon. You can watch the video of this. Uh, see what we're all up to during the show and uh yeah give us a good rating and all that stuff on your favorite podcast platform we'll see you in a couple weeks this has been behind the visor presented by the inside Groove.